and uh, Terry will do a roll call for us. Okay. Fred Walsh. Here. Sherry Kemp. Here. Susie Devlin. Here. Terry Odell. Here. Pam Jenkins. Here. And Bob McCoskey. Here. All right. Um, approval of December 6th meeting. Okay. Anybody got? All right, I'm going to go to the next meeting. I'll second. All in favor? Aye. 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 All opposed? Motion carried. Okay, Treasury Report, Kelly Waldo. Um, as Bert pointed out, or as Terry was now pointed out, we went backwards this month. Um, very little income sources in December. Sewer bills will go up February 1st. Other than that, we pay for our sidewalks, which we have to have almost three to $4,000 a year put in the non-motorized walkways, or they tell us we can't have our Act 51 money. So sidewalks is just something we got to keep improving every year to get our own money that we want. So any questions? There was also a large legal bill for who, correct? Um, yeah, twenty-seven fifty-two. That's just to, because we, we keep having um, to read this back. Okay. Okay. Any questions on the charter? Make a motion to accept. Any seconds? No second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? Motion carried. Alright, that's the end of the agenda. We're going to move from it. Public comment up before new business. This is going to help decide decision and everything. Correspondence. All they got was a thing from Hudson's. They're closing the Grand Lake store and we're still out. So we'll go to limited public comment. I'd like to start with the Sheriff's Department. If he's a busy man, he's got a lot of places to be. And I appreciate you coming. No problem. Uh, I'm Lieutenant Scott Brooks with the Eaton County Sheriff's Office. I think I just crossed about my 24th year here at the Sheriff's Office. And uh, one of the things that we've kind of been working on in the Mullican area is the complaints of speeders on uh, Charlotte Street there. Um, so. Deputy Barber is here with me today, obviously in plain clothes. He's a, what we call a secondary road patrol car. In other words, he's a state-funded car for the Sheriff's Department that pays for half of our funds. Um, he's going to go over some of the traffic stats in that area, or traffic um, statistical data that we've gotten. If you haven't seen the speed sign up there, he can kind of cover some of the data that we've gotten from that in regards to Charlotte Street and give us, you guys, a potential option uh, to help increase a little bit of patrol through the secondary road patrol. Justin? All right, as my lieutenant said, I do the secondary road patrol in the county, which is state funded. Um, the traffic sign you guys have been seeing up on Charlotte Street has been up there periodically through the summer, um, through the month of December. That sign actually takes data and stats for us. Um, I brought some stats from December with me. Um, what we compiled, I think it was from the 21st all the way up until the first of the year. Um, that traffic sign. In the weather, being cold like this usually lasts about a day. You might get two days out of it. 
Um, but with that sign, what I can do is I can set speed limit parameters on the sign. So I know the speed limit on Charlotte Street is 25 miles per hour. Um, I can set that sign up to measure everybody's speed and record it so I can look at the data from that. Um, I brought some of the data with me. Um, for the few days that it was out for December, it measured 3,363 cars. Um, out of them, 3,363 cars, I set the, the thresholds um, as medium risk being 10 miles an hour over the steam limit, high risk being 20 miles an hour over the speed limit. Um, so what it measured for me was that there were, out of the 3,363 cars, there was 153 that were medium risk, means that they were going 10 miles per hour or faster. Um, it measured nine cars going over 20 miles per hour over the speed limit faster. Um, but out of all the cars, of that 3,000 were the only violators that we had through the traffic data. Um, I've actually broke the stats down even further into hourly and into days. So if you guys would like to take a look at them, you can. Um, it measures the common times of when the most cars go through, um, which I've noticed is between two and about six o'clock in the afternoon. I mean, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm just going off from the sign, but that's the data that I believe. You guys have any questions about the speed sign? When that, when that says 20 miles over, does that include 50? Yes. So actually, now that you point that out, I can tell you, I think it was, it was December 29th was the fastest car I've ever had measured on there. And there was one car that was going 73 miles per hour. I believe it. There's a little green thing I see fly by. It was loud and um, obnoxious. Yep. Yep. So, um, and also with that, with that sign, it, it programs, it has a program that will run that will tell us what times we should dedicate patrol there. So, say if it's 2 in the morning and we're getting the most amount of violators, I'll be able to see that in the data and it'll actually program for us to be up, give us that time frame to be out there. So... If you guys like to know hourly stuff, I can tell you that. But how many days was that sign put up? I want to say it was probably about four or five. Um, I set it up. This the number you give us was for four or five days of that. Activity. That would be my guesstimate of activity. How many cars are going on it? So, so have they ever done this on forty three in Mulligan? I have never personally set it up there. I don't know if it ever. A good idea. Yeah, so I've, I've had it, I've had them down through there at least ninety miles an hour. I, I believe it. I've seen it. Yeah, and, and the hard thing is for us in on the road is being in the right place at the right time. I mean, um, when I first set up the speed sign in the summer, there was a Sunday that I sat out there, and you know, I I probably made 12, 14 stops on a Sunday. You know, and it's just being able to be there at the right time in order to get the violators. So. Now that that uh, sign that you put up is that catch up from both ways. That is only one direction. Northbound or southbound traffic. It depends. The way I had it set up was to northbound traffic, and I set it up in a location that it was semi camouflaged because what I found is sometimes when we put out these speed signs, it encourages people to speed, <laughs> and that's not what I wanted. I wanted to have accurate representation of what was really going on. Yeah. So that's kind of, you, you kind of saw it at the last minute, it was kind of hit behind the mailbox, 
It was definitely by design. I have so well, I've seen it. I've seen it one day, and the next day it was gone, and then I noticed it was bad because I live just right here at Shalott. Yeah, yeah. We have one set of batteries for the sign now. I think we did find some money in the budget for another set of batteries for the sign. Um, but then lithium batteries in the summertime, you're three, four days maybe, and then in the winter, the cold it just kills them, and we have to take the sign down and take it back to the office, and it takes an entire shift for us because there's two large lithium batteries in there to actually charge it and get it back up. Why don't they do the solar? Money. So you're saying that they had to be going at least 10 miles an hour over to trigger the medium risk? To the medium risk, but it measured them, it measured every speed. So any car that passed it, yep, yep, and then I set the threshold of what a medium risk, high risk is. So. So out of 3,363 in that time period, there 159 people that were doing At least 10 over. At least 10 over. Yep. And then there was nine that were doing 20. <clears throat> and this is only vehicles. It doesn't say what's a car or a truck. Yeah, it's not going to tell, it's not going to differentiate between a car or a truck. Because we have a lot of semis going on through here that, that is registered down there probably. But, uh, Right. I don't know what they are. Yeah, any, anything that passed that sign going northbound would register on that sign. If you were riding it at a bicycle going 10 miles an hour, it's going gonna, it's gonna to register you going through. Did you say so. 153 or 159? 153 at medium risk and 9 at high risk. Okay, okay, okay. there you go. And there was 1,315 at being compliant, 1,886 at low risk, which means they were going about 5 over. Okay. So... So if you're going four over, you're not really going to. You're probably going to be compliant, right? Yeah. Okay. How do we go about requesting different location for measurement? Um, I can leave my email up here. Um, just shoot me an email if you have a problem area. Just shoot me an email and. That gentleman, uh, forty-three, right town right here is really bad. Right. I, I live right parallel to it, so I can see cars go by. If there's any way we can get that. It, yeah. In in. Keep in mind, we have one sign per count. So after that sign went from here, it went over to Dow Road, it made its way over to Diamonddale. So it's kind of dependent on where it's needed at the we time. Have <laughs> so, right. Do you see an asphalt on them? Uh, no, not really. Um, I know in Vermontville, the village bought their own sign that they, they moved up, that's actually on a pallet and they moved yeah. it around. Um, I, I mean, they encourage people to go the right speed, but then they also have the adverse effect sometimes with people. So, do you know if this is on was on forty three with the state police off of a uh, sign? That they could. I mean, it could be a state highway patrol thing, like you know, because it's at M Road. So, yeah, definitely. Okay. This time, this time is going to be more efficient for us to move the sign from that location. And generally, when I instruct the guys on where that's going, it's going to be kind of where the complaints are coming in. The jails we run into, and I'm sure you're all aware, is our car staffing. They all come together with 15 townships, and they now know if they have a sergeant to go, but they need to know if they have a So, you know, they can't even do it. 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 They can't even we usually run 
done additional yeah. 79 traffic stops up to 71 or 79 traffic stops in April when we started tracking it. So, um, just on overtime shifts that were paid for through the sheriff's department for specific controls in your area. The challenge is we're doing that in other areas as well. So, we're trying to um, target one specific area on a complete regular basis is the challenge most of these staff reports. For the cost the village to have a deputy log two hours a day here in Vulcan. I'm going to cover that. I'll let him wrap up with the secondary road patrol option and then I'll cover the contract so, so like I first said, I'm secondary road patrol. Um, it probably means nothing to you, but it means a whole lot to me because I am governed by a whole bunch of different rules. Um, one of the rules is I got to provide secondary road patrol, which means making traffic stops in secondary areas, which Mulliken is secondary. You guys don't have your own police force, but I'm limited where I'm not supposed to come into Mulliken to make traffic stops. Okay. Um, it's public act 416, which I printed off for you guys. Um, it's kind of a catch 22 in me telling you that, but it doesn't cost the village anything. It's all funded through office highway safety planning and all that stuff. Um, which they pay the sheriff's department for my position, and we also have another SRP deputy on shift that works opposite days. I mean, so usually between noon to midnight, our schedules kind of fluctuate. There will be a secondary road patrol car on. Um, with that, there has to be the resolution made by council requesting the sheriff's department for secondary border patrol. Um, it's no money to the village, but basically it's an agreement that we have on file, which says, hey, we would like secondary road patrol there, which then it covers the sheriff's department from Act 416, where now we're able to provide that secondary road patrol in the village. Um, I know right now the villages in our county have it. Sunfield has it, Vermontville has it, and that's basically it right now. So, um, I brought Public Act 416. Um, I also reached out to um, the Secretary of Road Patrol um, head, who is a local person, and she's also gave me a couple sample resolutions of what it would take to get something on file with the Sheriff's Department to be able to provide that. Um, what that would do, it would free me up where I could come into Mulliken, do more traffic enforcement, um, because what happens is about every three years, we're audited as being Secretary Road Patrol, which means that the head lady from Secretary Road Patrol, the Public Act 416 comes in, and she pulls our daily logs, and she has a big map, and she starts putting pins on the map. And she wants to see us in areas where we're supposed to be. So that would help out with us, because then if our pins started popping up in Mulliken, we're covered because we have a resolution in essence, I, if you were able to put something together, as a supervisor, I have to make sure Justin is doing a certain amount of hours in the secondary role patrol. Um, it currently does not include Mulligan. So with the resolution, if we're coming to wish or something we want to look into further, that would allow my secondary role patrol cars to be patrolling in Mulligan and being consistent with the grant money that we're receiving. Because I have to make sure he's doing an X amount of work on those secondary role patrols until we keep the grant and the funding to keep the uh, 
Uh, anything else on the statistics or the secondary role control? And I'll touch on contract stuff real quick. Can I get a copy of the statistics if I email you? Uh, he's got them up here. I'm going to leave him with a copy. Um, that's probably the best way to go about him. So I'm, I'm kind of touching on your question. Um, right now, the sheriff's office or the county is, uh, is charging roughly about $60 an hour for a deputy to be in town. Um, the county takes a little bit of hit on that. Um, it's my understanding that a full-time deputy with death benefits for an hour is probably running about $75. So they support it in, in the sense that they're not, I guess, from my perspective, I don't know the county's money, so maybe I'm going to get a little ahead of myself. But um, I think the $60 is, is fair compared to what it really costs for a deputy to be out here for an hour. The challenge with that is in posting overtime. Obviously, our guys, unfortunately, right now with the staffing, are working a lot of overtime. So to get somebody to come in and work these shifts, you're probably going to need to do a minimum four-hour block is what we normally run. Uh, for someone to drive in, get dressed, get a patrol car, get up here and work for two hours of paid time, and then go back, you might have to pay them travel between Charlotte and here. I can't just know if it's free for them to get that far. So um, I, I think the two-hour minimum would be um, counterproductive to what you were trying to do. So I would recommend if that's something you, you look into, you would be looking at a minimum four-hour block. And we can specifically limit that to just the most important thing, which would be my recommendation. Or you can limit it to M43 in Mulligan, or Charles Street in Mulligan. But I think if we just limited it to the village of Mulligan, I think you would find the guys would, uh, would take care of it. So I, I think the sheriff department ran 11 to 12 extra four hour shifts since April uh, on their dime, if you will. I, I just can't guarantee how long that's going to go, go as long as we can. But Something like that would at least show their presence. Not we don't have anything, so they don't care whether they're street or not. Well, I, I hear you in my opinion, we do. I mean, Justin's been kind of busting his tail up here, and my and my road patrol guys have been up here in free time during some of that time, um, in addition to the extra overtime. So I, I do believe, from my perspective, that you've had something. Um, I, I would certainly not argue with you to try to tell me it's not enough because I've probably got a bunch of other villages that would tell me the same thing with my staff and they'd love to see us more than what they do. And that part's hard to argue. Um, but I, I think we've been... This information, we can judge what time of that time goes right there. Yeah, and what, I, what I've done with that statistics, just so you know, is we have a big whiteboard at the Sheriff's Department. I've actually posted times up there for road patrol. So if they are able to break free, they know what time to get up there. I mean, that's, yep. Just curious, if you did patrol in this area, do you drive a state vehicle or a county vehicle? I am in a, I'm basically an unmarked type patrol car, um, more geared to traffic. So chances are you might have looked around me or passed me on the road and not even realized it. So, the county patrol car, though, there's a state base for the patrol, part of that patrol car. So, uh, there's an Eden County patrol car, I think that's the Dean March or something, Mark, however you refer to it. So, very right, thank you. Most of the time, when a deputy comes into town, he goes down Charlotte Street, goes across Main, and goes out Potter Street, and they're gone. They'd stick around maybe 10 minutes. Make a difference. We we're seeing the stats, and I'm not, I'm not arguing what you're saying. And I believe me, if it were up to me, we'd have about five more people working a shift, and we put somebody right. up here directly for those specific hours. How many road patrols you have? Uh, right now, my current day shift is usually one sergeant and two deputies. Yeah. With every now and then, overlap hours. Yeah. 
pretty thin. That's for 15 townships. That's so pretty thin. We're thin, we're running thin, and uh, you know, it's just a profession now that's not widely sought for a number of reasons. And, right. Uh, every police department in the state right now is just struggling with recruitment right now, and um, it's going to be a challenge for the sheriff's department as well. Every agency probably stay alive for a while. We're aware. We're doing what we can with it. Hopefully, we have some options here to uh, work with and consider. And uh, Justin and I are available. Say, That's why we're trying to get a few more tools involved here. Well, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, we're here to help. And, and believe me, we're, we're aware of the problem. It's just, it's, you know, and we've I been guess, talking about speed signs on our own. It's so to be transported around on wheels. They're expensive, though. They're expensive. They are. You get one like this, the law about your name. Don't forget to take a picture of the car, send them a ticket. That well, might be yeah. you know, all right. <laughs> doing that on the seat. I know. I said it. That would be you know, I mean, that would really be the only thing that would really. So the problem, the problem is you have to identify the you can give me all the cars in the world, but if you can't tell me who the driver was, yeah, and you can't positively identify the driver, then there's no one there for me to really take And you know what, to be honest, I live right on Shalot Highway, but I find myself, it's not hard to go over 25 miles an hour and, and not be going very much over, but I have to look at my friend and say, oh, I'm going 35, and I'm thinking, oh crap, I'm the complaining. I'll be Donations to help sponsor that type of activity. Is it possible that the village can take in a little bit of money to help subsidize their presence? For us to be here, I mean, I don't know what the village can do. For us to be here at some point, if they're going to specifically contract with us, we have to do something in writing, you know, that we get that $60. Well, the question would be directed back to the village. Can the village? take donations specifically for that if the community felt that they wanted to donate some money, in other words, to help sponsor the head of police force here more often. I'll have to look into that. I don't think that's the avenue to take. I personally don't think that's the avenue to take. No, I don't. You know, I, mean, that's, I mean, the offer obviously has merit, but I don't think that's the way we should do it. That's a good idea. <clears throat> yes. All right, thank you.
So you, you heard some people that I mean, that's pretty much. And, and I don't want to argue. I don't want to cause. I don't want to give a loud noise. I, I don't want to argue right here. Exactly. Right. <laughs> We're put here by the board. Right. So I just don't understand the benefit after if we have to pay all this money. I don't. But that's all I want to say. Somebody put a roof on. Here, young lady. It's up to you, you got something to say. You could have averaged 28. Anybody wants this, you want everybody to input. Per, 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 or, 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 You don't have to, but if you want. So, I just don't want to. Even though there's supposed to be an income, there's no money. We already got enough people around here to win their own. They're just as happy. Let's keep it that way. Yes, Well, obviously, I'm for it. I mean, there's, there's, you know, I've listened to the same things you have studied quite a bit. It's not going to be an easy task, and yes, it's going to take some monitoring to, to bring this about, but at the same time, there is still a benefit. Uh, whether you want to call it just financial or whether it's, it's for the community. Most of this community does use, and they are looking for it. I've had a big response from people who don't come to the meetings because they don't really want to be singled out by the others. But there has been quite a bit of overwhelming response from the people to me saying that would be really cool. They would really like it. They, wouldn't, they don't really want to drive all the way to Lansing. And we're talking about a dispensary, not even just to grow. I mean, I've even had people pull me over when I was over at Carl's over there in the other town, and they said, I heard you're going to do this. They said, I'd really like that. That'd be great. I don't have to go look for it. And um, you know, quite honestly, they kind of know that they're going to get treated decently by me, and, and basically because I've done the same with my other businesses. The uh, So... You know, I don't know, I've been back and forth about it also. I'd be straight up honest with everybody. It isn't my first choice, but it seems to be one of the choices that are available to me right now. I worked very hard to try to get the Dollar General to come into town. I wrote them letters, I did lots of things, and for some reason it came into town I was never even aware of it. Or made, I don't think anybody was made aware of the fact that they were coming to town. So that was what I originally started advocating, you know, and I've advocated other things. I've had hardware in there. What's that? Even the guys, the people that live next door to the general dollar. Nobody knew. That was put through by some miraculous thing, and I don't think even the board voted on it. But yet when we get to this, suddenly it becomes a huge forum. And I and I understand, I do. Um <laughs> You know, but we also got to look at land values, what will uh, what we'll bring into this uh, area, what we can use the land for, is it still sitting vacant, um, is anybody else willing to come forward and start another business in Mulliken? Can anybody here give me anybody else's name or number that would want to move into Mulliken and start a business of any sort? Because I've exhausted them. Hardware was in there. He walked away. He just literally walked away. I opened, I had an Oceans Community, uh, I opened it up, it was a great deal of money. I, I even asked my neighbor if he wanted to cater to that. That became a great deal of negativity. I had a beautiful place to do that in there. I'm literally, what I'm trying to say is I can go keep on going. I've had more and more and more people. 
The banks even came to me when they were vacant for nearly, I don't know, five, six years and begged me to take those properties and do something with them. And I finally did. And that's now what we have Guilford's next door. But I opened it up, and you remember right, we put another another mechanic's place, somebody that actually, actually took business from me, and I still got the property up and going, and it's still going, and now it's past hands from somebody else. I mean, we're talking about 35 years, 40 years of struggling to keep some kind of commercial business in this town. I mean, the only other thing we've got, and most of them have failed or moved on or decided not to get along, or I don't know if the community didn't get along with them. They just walked off. They got out of the hardware, just walked away, left everything in there. He says, I can't stand it here. <clears throat> and so we get back to this whole thing again where I'm looking for opportunities for people to open businesses and to subsidize us. And it seems to be that every time anything comes up like this, it's a huge controversy. Um, and we have to go through all this debate. I don't see a lot of debate here. It's going to be monitored by the state. I think my neighbor's really concerned because he knows he's in violation of more things than we can shake a stick at. And if we had the state in there constantly looking over there, probably it wouldn't be open. So then we move on to the fact that we're also going to have responsible people running this with a very heavy hammer over their head. This isn't like growing at home. Anybody can grow at home. They, there's, they can do whatever they want. There is no, there is no ramifications to them. They can make, maybe pull up the plants, possibly, or the neighbor can complain about it, but there's nothing legally that you can do about it. With this type of facility, it will not only bring in some type of revenue, it will also up the land values. It has also been known to sometimes grow big enough to employ a certain amount of people in the community. And yes, we would look at people in the community first before we would go outside of that if there was job openings and they actually showed up and put in a, a uh, you know, resume and had a resume and could pass those criteria because you can't have prior problems in order to work there. So, I mean, I don't know what else to say. If someone's got a better idea or that thinks that they want the property themselves even and they want to open something there, come and talk to me. Lease it, whatever. I mean, we'll, we'll entertain some ideas here a little bit. But I haven't seen anybody do that. All I've seen is the naysayers. And the ones that are really for it don't really want to come into this meeting. They just don't. They just said they're not going to show up. So out of it all, if you look, 176 people voted to legalize it. That means there's 176 households four years ago that felt it was it. I think it's grown a little bit since then, from what I can tell the people coming in and talking positively to me. So I, I, I keep going around and around with this a little bit. The guys that have approached me that want to use this and that want to do that, they're already well established. They're willing to invest thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars possibly in this community. So you tell me who else is going to want to do that. You think a gas station? I wrote every gas station supplier in the state of Michigan. 
all of them gave me the same answer, and you guys don't want to hear it. So, you know, and I went through a lot of other things. I even broke the building up into four units. I tried to get lawyers, whatever. I had a nice couple that wanted uh, to open a female thing where they did all just massages and pedicures and all that stuff. That was one I really liked. So we tried to get them around. But there was a small problem with my neighbor again. So, I, I mean, I keep going through this and it keeps falling back to the same thing. I bring stuff up, I work really hard at it, I try to put something in the community that we can all use, and to be honest with you, just about everybody around here, whether you like it or not, has or continues to use pot. I mean, let's face it, most of your family members or all of you know somebody in your family. So, sorry the time was all. All right, sorry. Time to be fair. All right. All right. I think if you want to do whatever they want to do, I do it. Okay, thank you. To put a lot of pressure on the board. Nice presentation. You did a great job. You really pushed yourself. These people are trying to look out for the people of the village of Mulligan. I don't know how many are for it, how many are against it. They've already tabled it down. I don't blame them for sticking their guns until something else changes. I'm opposed to it myself. I respect that. Okay, do we, we can do two things, make the motion to opt that in, make the motion to put it on the ballot in November. Uh, I don't, I don't I really don't want to deal with this for another year, so I, I would make a motion, whether it gets second or not, I'll make a motion to vote to opt back in to open up the possibility of giving a special use from Anybody second it? Nobody second? Okay. We're gonna poll the board. I'm gonna start with Sherry. I vote to remain out. I want to leave the ordinance the way it is. Susie? I vote to remain out, opt out, for, for many reasons. One, the federal government is not on board with the, they're not legal, it's not legal federally. My brother Greg, he drives school bus, and he goes into a lot of these small towns that have what you want, and he says the smell is bad. So until the laws change, and I don't, and the money, we're, the money that we will get from this really isn't going to benefit us that much. We can't use it on our lagoons. We can't even use it on the road because your facility is not even on our roads. It's on the highway. So at this time, I go or, or put it on the ballot, you know, and let them let them vote. But I'm, my vote yeah. is no. Bob. No, need to go on. At this time. Yes. At this time, I'm currently for opting back in. No. Okay, motion does not carry. All right, we're moving on to new business recycling. I want to load the recycles in to get open again. And the problem we're having is Ron got injured. He's supposed to have a new replacement. 
it and maybe if Eric finds it when he has time to open it up every day and not open it up on Saturday for a couple hours, you know, get keep it open for our residents, there's a lot of response, positive response. The bad response is they're not taking plastic. You know where plastic's going when they pick it up? Junkyard. The, the landfill. Because nobody wants it right now. And they don't know why. I mean, I had a, a huge talk with a buyer at Freeland. And uh, cardboard, we're going to get a little money. Cardboard paper, we'll get a little money out of it. Um, we'll do the best we can do to keep it open. We're working with MSU, they might take our plastic. That's still in the works, so I want to. There might be a point where we have to stay old plastic for a little while. I don't think. What about glass? Huh? What about glass? Glass we can still take. Just clear though, right? Yeah. Poly products on there won't take us. No, I don't get that. Because plastic is the oil base, the oil tie. And they don't get it either. But, Grand Rise takes all your plastic. So, oh, but they're just limited hours. And they won't take a truck load of wood. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I'm going to, uh, the food pantry, I'm going to turn it over to Will to tell us what he would like to do if we get uh, all to it. So there's a, a back area. What's this building called? Back where the recycling is? The recycling building. It's got a big bay door. But it's an area that the town's not using, and I'm thinking about if I can raise enough funds, kind of building up inside there and make a permanent food pantry in case the you know the massage garage doesn't last. Um, so I, I guess I would be asking permission from the council to use that space and to build up, build some walls, put some heating and some electricity into there, because I have to abide by certain federal guidelines. But can I use that back space inside this? I think it's over here, right? Yeah. I'll do, can we make a motion to let him use that tax case? You, you would raise the money to do all the Yep, I will do the fundraising for it. Um, yeah. After the last meeting, uh, Will uh, went over and looked at the structure, and I went over with Dennis, and I went along with him. Uh, <clears throat> and then Idea Spots got a concrete floor. Uh, the cost of the heating might even score, I don't know if that will fall on our responsibility. Or what? What do you got now? Uh, we'll start us. We have to talk about that. Okay. Um, I think it'd be an ideal spot because it structures something like this, but we wouldn't have to go all the way to the ceiling. Yeah. We could build a ceiling in there and still be within a building within the building almost. Uh, the garage door could still be open if necessary, but we could put just a single uh, entrance door after you open the garage door to go into the food pantry itself. I mean, so that's from, right here. Yes. Yes. From my uh, from my standpoint, I think it'd be an ideal location, but that's just like, my own opinion. So. And I will say, um, for the month of November, I did sixty people, and for the month of December, so it is a service that's being used, uh, especially since I've taken over it and kind of ramped it up. You <coughs> see the Facebook community page, and our, and our Facebook actions. We are making a lot more uh, posts and, and trying to keep people involved. We also service some field, uh, you know. Basically, the, the surrounding area, not just Mulligan. So we do pull in some people. I even have someone come from Mason, Michigan, uh, because we're open at a time that other food pantries are not open. And if you're a working person, it's hard for you to get in. So our, our Mulligan food pantry is useful, especially if the work was to get out even further than our Mulligan area, because again, 
We're open when other ones are not open. We're open on Saturdays and we're open on uh, Wednesday evenings. I would make a motion that we uh, have one question before that. I mean, I think it's a great idea. On that. Is that a village owned or township owned building? Village owned. Okay. Is there any sort of insurance or contractual <coughs> stuff that we need to look at first? For? I'm just. I don't, I don't know. I don't I don't think so. I would agree that it wouldn't have to be written. <laughs> Not trying to put it off, not yeah. trying to stop you. Yeah. Just make a motion to accept pending insurance. That was the motion I was going to make. You. That's all right. Terry, what was your motion? I was going to make a motion that uh, look into we'll be able to construct a area that building for the food pantry based on looking into the rest of the necessary elements as far as the cost of the heating uh, and cooling and, and also the uh, insurance property. Okay. I second that. All right. All in favor? Aye. 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 All opposed? Motion carries. I do have a question. Like currently, where do, if we want to donate, where do we donate to? So donations are a little difficult. Uh, food donations are, are hard for me to accept because I have to look at the candidates, I have to look at expiration dates, I have certain things that I have to buy by for the public guidelines for food, buying them. Uh, so the best donations to get is checks from my yeah, PO box, uh, PO box 93 here in Lillard, Michigan. Um, you can take me, I've got a, a butcher who's wanting to speak with me, I try to call him today, but I call him after five. You can take meat if the meat is marked for that year, so if the, the year was gotten, for example, a deer is gotten in 2022, I can accept the deer meat and hand it out to the community, but if the deer was gotten in 2021, I cannot, even if it was December. And the reason why I have to abide by those guidelines is I can lose my ability to buy product from the USDA, which I get very good bargains for a lot of stuff. So I want to make sure I stand in, in the right guidelines to continue to be able to do business with the Greater Lansing Food Bank and the USDA. I'll volunteer my... Uh... Builder's license and insurance for the build out, also. So it's all done the code and no problem. So. Thank you, Daisy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What's your name? Chris. Chris. Yeah. Chris. He's going on his highway to the new home. Okay. Oh, you just got a new driveway, too, didn't you? What's that? You just got a new driveway, too. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> Just about to start painting, so maybe in a couple weeks. Are you ready to the bottom of the hill over the hill, sir? Okay, we're going to move on to budget. We need some budget ideas, and, and that time of year is coming. I, you know, one of my ideas, I think, is a new floor screen. Get then. A new what? A new floor screen, and hopefully, there's some infrastructure grants coming off. So they get that, that A new force thing. <laughs> uh, it comes from the lift station. Oh, force 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 oh. 42 years old and she's getting thin. Say that uh, the streets look good. Do a good job. 
And I'm not gonna air it, just done some good things. He's gonna be going around with some inspections on animals and pet bases so we take care of the issues before the table. Because we're trying to pay so much every year. But price of asphalt runs a lot. We budgeted $30,000 last year for the salt barn, and we can carry that over as part of the money item for this year. But I definitely want to see a salt barn, and I want to see that carry on the new salt barn, and I want to see the new salt barn down on the new property. Um, I also know that our wheat pickup prices have soared over the last year. It's I mean, Molly and I used to have wheat pickup. I, mean, I think it's a great community service, but I also think maybe we should research other options for wheat pickup. Like a compost pile or a something? Compost pile. Well, now we can do what we're out of sight, kind of, and not right. eyes for. I mean, I'm waiting for a bid from. What's his name? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I know Michigan State is far away, but they take a lot of leaves for making leaf more. Yeah, with their transportation costs. Yeah, I know. Ham and farms, they charge you 10 bucks a yard and turn around compost and sell it for 100 bucks a yard. And I also like to do a brush thing, you know, mm -hmm. back here. But Eric's got a really good idea, and he'll tell you why when we get to that about the salt barn, and I think it will fall into that. I also would like to see some new playground equipment put over here. So we'll not, some I've of the stuff that it's cool, it's dangerous. Yeah, because yeah, most of that stuff is the same thing. I have done some research on that, and you can get some of that for like fifteen to twenty thousand dollars. I don't know if that means that they come in and install it or not, but I'd be willing to help work with you on that if you want it. Yes, and I got a number of guy that's his business that does that too. So we're getting a lot of kids back around. Which would be nice. And I think that's great for the friends of the library trying to do a bench for them. Anybody else have any? Yeah, speaking. I've got to start. Yeah, I'm also on Friends of the Library there too, but we've also spoken about uh, getting a village sign and uh, decorations as far as like they used to have in the street paint and the, the, the posts and stuff like that, that they'd be willing to pretty much, I guess, match funds or, or work in conjunction with as long as there's something set aside by the village. I don't want to pass through that. Like decorations, is that? We have a budget in for them. Okay. We put a line item in it. Okay. See what we Because we didn't know how much money this is because we paid that as well. Um, I had a couple of people ask if uh, uh, the village is going to be picking up Christmas trees after the. I don't think we have. We never that. have. No. Okay, I can answer that question. But that's something. No. But there's a lot of there's a lot of people that have animals that will take those trees and they will come yeah. and pick them up. So okay. yeah. Yeah. I thought I know the pumpkin. Can can we also have a line item for a street sign at the corner of forty three and Potter? That, that's, that's here. That's, we got that. Okay. Yeah. How about us? Oh, 
issue as to checking out to where we could install it? No, we can go right where it used to be. It was for a, a local farmer. Mm -hmm. and, um, oh, yeah. Your relation with that. <laughs> 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 Did you say December, Eric? Or November? December? December. Okay. Yes, December. 
there's an old six by six framework over here that you can get blocks from preform blocks from HSV and just stack them up. They deliver the blocks here. We can pick them up with your trailer, stack them three high or so, and then just put just put a sheet metal up. This little framework, I'm sure you guys have seen it by the dumpster here. Mm -hmm. There's four six by sixes there already. Where they, they so all you have to do is that down and, and, and get these little prefab, prefab cement blocks, you know, so you have something to push against when you're, when you're loading that. And that could be your salt shed. It's better than part going way out there. I'm going to have to drive the truck out there, <laughs> walk up, get a tractor, drive that out there, and at the end of the day, you look reverse. You know? <laughs> And, and it, it, it's good for trucks getting in here. You're not going to be dealing with mud or anything. You have to build a base like out there. It'd probably be cheaper than building a base. It'd be way cheaper because it's already not there. You can add on a little bit of concrete. You're not going to have to get a building from there. You can do that. Then you can back in there, tie it up with it, and dump it
He's bringing stuff back in. I've had the court, Mr. O'Dean out there. We just paid a visit there last week. The paperwork is in motion with him and Leslie. Because he's going to be, he can't do it now. Leslie's going to do it. Because now he becomes a witness because he sees so alive. Because we've seen everything he brought back. Believe me, we're not sitting down on it. He brought stuff back. We told him not to bring it back. So. He does it late at night. We can hear it. <laughs> no kidding, but 10, 10 30 at night. You oh, can hear the trailer You can night. hear stuff over there being dumped off. We, we see it and we got yeah. it. And it's a clear violation of the court order we had to go in and clean it up. You know, the sad thing is he's a likable guy. Mm -hmm. And I'll stand here and follow that he don't do drugs or drink. Mm -hmm. But he He's got a hoarding issue. Yeah. He also <laughs> He also doesn't but, follow the rules. And also I think in, in the same time we get this uh so cause hearing where he's gotta come to court, the judge is gonna sign all the paperwork so we can put all that money we paid on taxes. And I think they just called and get the last final amount. So that that's going on. Okay, I was gonna say twenty twenty two summer. Okay. So and uh, so I got motion for adjournment. Oh, 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 no, 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 no. I got a couple of comments. I got a couple of things I got to ask. No problem. Uh, I've been asked a couple of different questions I couldn't answer, and I'm not trying to cause any problem. Eric, you're doing a fantastic job, from what I can see. But it was asking me if the job that he is now. Fulfilling was it ever posted anywhere? No. Okay. So everything was uh, was the uh, accepting him as our officer doing the DPW work presented to the board. Yes. Our, it was. It was voted up. Yes. Was that in November? That was. I don't think it was in November. Here. That's the one I missed. I, yeah. I read the minutes. I okay. This. <clears throat> Eric was discussed at the November meeting. questions for people who've been asking me. And just so I love people to see behind the scene and DEQ is on my tail. I so all about having somebody here license they did not like the arrangement. Because they the old guy did was fine with it. They're he retired and they got a new lady. I understand. No <clears throat> his salary is being paid out of tax monies collected by the village. The what? His salary is being paid out of tax money. Derek? Yes. Derek was, yeah. Is it I mean, Eric. Eric is, yeah. Okay. It's budgeted. Okay. But uh, I think he's doing a good job. I do too. No, I, I, I can mean, say. He just, just, what kind of reports do you got to log in and do? Is it once a month? Once a week? Your monthly operating report? What's I have, like I said, I'm not asking for myself necessarily. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I want to answer some questions because when they, they ask me, it's a, I don't know. Well, you know, just how things can snowball when they feel someone come up with the idea that you got $20,000 for doing it. 
Yeah. That's I, the I kind of stuff you discovered. I got paid $25,000 to set a catch basement, and nobody has the balls to come into the meeting and confront That's my point. That's the kind of stuff that gets started, and that's why I want to do it. I'm sorry for my French, but if this is, you know, if somebody thinks they know more than me, let's, let's hear it. Let's come forward and hear it. Because when I put that catch basement, I made 200 bucks. All right? This force can be corrected. I probably won't make nothing because it costs the, the materials. I'm trying to do something for the village. The village people don't want me to do it. I won't do it. Dennis, I see your point. I agree. But you know, look, the old saying is, if you don't give any appearance of improprieties, you'll never be accused of any. I, I know. I agree. Okay. But nobody can prove. You know, I'm asking for accusations. Don't you make an accusation to prove it? <laughs> I know that. But still, you know what I'm saying. Here's something I'm going to change too. And it's up to Eric. Sorry, Eric. I'm going to put him in charge to get the bids from who he wants, when he wants, and we'll open them up here for the work done in the village. I think that's the way it should be done. That's the way it does. Yes, that's um, the way it is. It has to be. Wow. Uh, well, I'll do it. So we can show the village, people in the village, what we're doing, why we're doing it. Yeah, I agree. I just don't want to down the road someone saying, hey, there's something not going on, right? It's, it's... Again, that's what these meetings are for, too. I know that. And those people yes, should be. I realize that, but that's exception. Too many people just don't understand. And... Mm -hmm. See my point? Well, I, I love being broadcasted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We finally get a crowd, but the hell made a decision. Mm -hmm. And we listen. Yeah, because we don't like making all the decisions for this town. I mean, I don't know. But, and. Well, that's what we're here for. Well, I mean, I'll be here for a couple of people. Now, we're not going to anything right now outside of the building. Just wait till the train passes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. You know? exactly. And that's what happened in Pottersville, and it wasn't 